Hey, y'all. Welcome to Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne Bilodeau, and I am so honored to be with you here as we navigate motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between. This is a podcast for my fellow imperfect people who want to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. So join me and my friends as we laugh, cry, dive deep, and explore with one another as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Hi, friends, and welcome back to another episode here at Latte and Laundry. In case you are new, as we have had a number of new listeners and friends here, my name is Suzanne Villadue. I am a homeschooling mama of six, a former fast-rising actuary, I would say, and now turned stay-at-home mom. And God has just done a number of things in my heart in the last five, six, I keep saying five or six years for the last like number of years now. So it's probably like eight, nine, 10, I don't know, years with regards to just my walk with him, my desire to grow in greater intimacy and communion with him. And I have found that through the vocation of motherhood, there are so many opportunities to fall on my knees in prayer. And not just like a yearly, monthly, daily basis, but on a moment by moment basis between all the diaper changes and the meals and the messes and the mayhems and the tears and the driving around. Even if I'm not quite physically on my knees, I am on my knees in my heart all the time. And as such, in one of these circumstances, when I was greatly on my knees in tears and in pain and in great um, sorrow and regret and in worry and in hope, God just placed this this, um, new series kind of on my heart of something I wanted to explore personally. And I wanted to invite all of you, my friends here to journey along with me, because as you know, if you've been listening, you know, I do not pretend to have all the answers. I am no expert in this thing called motherhood or wifehood or sisterhood. But if in fact, I am just trying to, um, answer the call from God to obediently learn and grow and, and, um, follow his most perfect ways as I stumble and crawl my way (laughs) towards them. So welcome. And this week, I'm really excited because today might be a very short episode as I kick off our series. It's going to be a four-part series starting today, but primarily three-part series that will, will be followed by this intro episode on what I would like to call mothering with a red heart. Now, this is something I've been praying through and thinking about for some time now and something that God just helped reveal to my own heart in different ways that I wanted to really look at and explore my own motherhood. But before we get too deep into this, I want to open us up with our Bible verse, which is actually one of my favorite, favorite Bible verses. And I know I say this all the time about many Bible verses, but it's true. It's actually one of the first ones that I started to memorize personally on my own through prayer and journaling. And it's Ezekiel 36, 26, which says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. So let me repeat that. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Okay, so what do I mean by mothering with a red heart? It's funny because as I was praying about this and the meaning of red and all these things that I want to discuss with you guys, I was recently out at my sister's in Nebraska who just had her third born 
baby. And I flew out with my one-year-old to help her adjust to newborn life for a few days. And I wish I was able to help a lot more because my one-year-old outside of her own home was definitely a lot more needy. But it was a delight for me to hold my sweet niece, to love on my sister and her husband and her other children and spend some quality time with them because living in Connecticut, I do not get to see them as often as I would like. And they have a very dear friend of theirs who is a priest who often comes for visits and he happened to be visiting when I was staying with her. And as he was preparing to um, give the sacrifice of the mass within their home one afternoon, we were lining up all the tables and chairs to be able to sit down and be present for the mass. And as he was putting on his vestments, um, my nephew um, started asking him questions about the colors and that he normally wears and what colors he was wearing today. And it just so happened that that day, it happened to be um, the feast of one of our great martyrs of the church. And the nephew was asking why he was wearing what he was wearing and specifically why his stole, which is the like basically what looks like the scarf almost that goes around the priest's neck and lays across the front of their vestments he was asking him why it was red and I loved listening to the priest respond and it just was like such power to my mom heart and listening to this and he was saying that it's red because it's the feast of the martyr and the martyrs spiritually the message here is that this is a direct symbol for martyrdom and the spirit blood and fire themselves are direct symbols for this Our church actually reserves liturgical red for the feasts of such things as the Holy Spirit, evangelists, and the martyrs in a special way also um, for two services of Holy Week, right? Palm Sunday and Good Friday. And on these days, it's the passion narrative that tells us of Christ's own precious blood that has been poured out for our sins, right? And he was just talking about how these martyrs sacrifice their lives quite literally, their lives, dying for the sake of Jesus and their faith. And it just made me really think through this gift of motherhood, this this vocation of motherhood that can be so trying and so exhausting. And honestly, if you have been mothering for a day, a week, a month, or many, many years, you know that through the vocation of motherhood, we are called to pour out our lives, maybe not in death in the literal sense, but death in the spiritual sense. We are called to pour out our lives every single day, from the nighttime wakings and feedings to the the sibling quarrels, to the messes, the spilt milk, to the dishes, to the nonstop laundry. There is so much dying to self that is required within the vocation of motherhood. And it is often dying to self that we most greatly find who we are in Christ. But it takes, this is where motherhood is just so unique and interesting because it takes this, what can feel so exhausting and painful and tiresome, that is actually this beautiful gift that God has bestowed upon us because we are given you guys, this opportunity on a daily basis to pour our ourselves, unite ourselves with the saints and the martyrs who literally gave their lives for God. We too 
are invited to do this on a daily basis. And my friends, I do not pretend that this is easy. This is why this, you guys, every time I do a podcast episode, it's because God is working in these really hard, broken places in my own heart. And I've come alive with hope of being able to continue to be transformed into the gift of love that he has created me to be. And this is one of those ways as I am falling on my knees, messing up, getting exhausted and weary. He reminds us that this calling to live and mother with a red heart means we have got to be ready to answer the call to pouring our hearts out, our lives out on a daily basis. Pope Francis says life has value only in giving it in giving it in love, in truth, in giving it to others in daily life in the family. You guys, we only have value in the life that we are by giving it away. And that can be, especially in our secular world, extremely hard to live by, extremely hard to trust, and extremely hard to remember. When sometimes, my friends, all we want to do is sip a cup of coffee on a couch without being interrupted, without having to reheat it 12 times, without having to answer to the fusses and whines of the little children or the big children in our homes. And yet, it's these moments of responding to these things in, in grace, in docility, and in love without the angry um, resentfulness that we can sometimes feel when we're quite frankly exhausted and tired. But when we have the grace and we unite ourselves in prayer with Jesus to respond to these things in love, we are giving away our lives. And when these moments are strung together, they are sanctifying ways that we are being transformed into saints at the present moment. And um, one of the things that's really interesting and beautiful too about this idea of the heart is that honestly, we move around, especially with social media these days and stuff, where the heart of the soul is often not seen. We are able to put on facades, Instagram-worthy reels, or picturesque beauty for the world to see while we are suffering, struggling, or honestly, ugly in areas of our hearts in the depths of how we are living versus how we are actually presenting ourselves to the world. But we're reminded by St. Paul in in Thessalonians 2, 3 through 8, when he says, but as we were judged worthy by God to be entrusted with the gospel, that is how we speak, not as trying to please men, but rather God who judges us our hearts. Nor indeed did we ever appear with flattering speech, as you know, or with a pretext of greed for greed, God, for greed, God is witness. Nor did we seek praise from men, either from you or from others. Although we were able to impose our weight as apostles of Christ, rather we were gentle among you, as a nursing mother cares for her children. With such affection for you, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So dearly beloved, had you become to us. You guys, this is just again a reminder from St. Paul. We affectionately, I love this analogy he gives, as a nursing mother cares for her children, he w- we were gentle among you. And I don't know about you guys, but often when I'm, I'm, at the end of my rope, or I'm going on sleepless hours, I don't always respond in gentleness. And this is where God is so good and so merciful. But it's that call to get up every day again 
and move towards this desire to pour out our lives in love for our husband, our children, and all whom God places in our pathway, right? And I love how in this in Thessalonians here, he talks about trying not trying to please men, but rather God who sees in our heart. God judges our heart. He sees all things, right? We cannot live and act in our vocations to impress the world with either how busy we are, how many activities our children are involved in, or how well they stack up against their peers. There is so much pressure in the competitive nature that we live today for us to prove our motherhood through the accomplishments and um, realities of our children. How well are they performing? right we can we can get overwhelmed and stressed with how are they reading well are they as good in their sport as their peers are they friendlier or more polite than their peers if we who love our children get too caught up in how they appear for the world to see then we are not loving purely with the red heart the self-giving fleshy heart but instead with a polished up, painted over heart that only wants to produce what the world wants to see. And we lose sight of the little souls and little hearts themselves that are in our home. And that's easy to fall prey to. Like we can all have the greatest intentions and and, and say we're not going to compare ourselves to other, but the world and the enemy, he knows he knows how to be sneaky. He knows how to tempt our hearts. He knows how to make us feel like we are failing on a daily basis. And my friends, newsflash, we are going to fail and mess up on a daily basis. And this is where God's grace and God's mercy is so important. So instead of hastily getting grasping and responding in, in anxiousness and signing our kid up for one more activity or yelling at our children because they didn't do a good enough job in their schoolwork or being obedient in their house in their housework when we feel the angst and the fear of our in within the depths of ourselves that we are not doing enough a good enough job in our motherhood oftentimes we respond with haste and angst at our children which you guys ends up being this quite frankly this vicious cycle where we end up hurting our children further and then we feel anxious about hurting our children further and so we can respond with angst and haste. But this is an invitation as we start to journey along in this in this series um, and I'm on my own hands and, and knees and, and desperately in prayer of asking Christ to show me the way of love, show me how to how to love my children without this angst and haste, but instead with an obedient trust in him that he makes all things good. Even when I mess up, even when I fail, even when my kids may not seem as virtuous and as um, loving or obedient as I desire them to be at certain ages, I have to lay that all at the foot of the cross, continue with perseverance to pour my heart out and my life out daily and trust in God that he can, in this place, make all things good, right? And there's one thing before we wrap up this episode that also just want to talk about is just this idea of this fleshiness that Father Mike Schmitz talked about in one of his homilies. I'm sure it was like years ago. I am a, um, I'm an ad, avid listener of Father Mike Schmitz and have been since he started podcasting his homilies, oh my gosh, many, many years ago. I want to say like 12 years ago. Um, and he just talks about how important it is to let our hearts be fleshy and vulnerable and this realization that to love will be to hurt. And I think as moms, this is ex ex exceptionally 
true. Our children will experience things. They will mess up and the world will mess up things for them. And so it's very tempting to harden our hearts. And do we harden them so that we don't feel the pain that we experience through motherhood? Or maybe, you guys, maybe our hearts have already been hardened far before we were called to shepherd these little hearts and souls in our home. Maybe our stories, maybe our childhood have left such broken pieces and places in our heart that we felt that the only way to put them back together was to build rock solid stone walls around them. But what if the greatest thing we can do is to let our hearts be fleshy as God commands and then open by opening Bible verses, Ezekiel 36, 26, so that has the capacity to be touched and loved so that we are freely able to trust, love, comfort, and touch others, specifically our own children. So if you feel like you have built up these rock solid walls, if you feel like the experiences and you in you in through prayer you realize that some of the experiences you have you have gone through in your life whether from a young age in your marriage now or in your motherhood if these places of fear of brokenness have caused you to build up these hardened walls let God come in and transform them that's why i think ezekiel 36:26 is so beautiful. He promises, I will give you a new heart. I will remove from your heart, you, your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. He wants us to have the raw, red, fleshy heart, the one that is able to receive and to give. And you, my friends, this, 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 my friends is where I am led into the depths of what I want to discuss with you guys and over the course of the next few weeks. And it's this idea of the red heart, red being an acronym for what God has revealed to me as how he is calling me specifically. And I want to share with all of you to, to love and to shepherd the hearts in my home. And it's red, receive, embrace, disciple. Now we're going to dive into what that all means in the coming weeks, but it's profoundly impacting my own motherhood. And I am so excited to, to explore it further with you guys as I prayerfully um, ask Jesus to lead the way in my motherhood and in my love. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited <laughs> to, to dive deep into this place with, with all of you. So as we are in the trenches of the fall season, of activities and sports and school, whether you're homeschooling or your kids attend school, it is a busy, wild time of the year. I know because every sweet friend that I have, this is the the movements of our hearts right now is honestly trying to maintain that peace in Christ while loving our children, while moving and shaking like Martha, right? So, let me pray as I close us up now for, for all of us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I thank you so much for the gift of all of these women here, these women who desire to know you, to love you, and to grow in great communion with you. Specifically, I want to pray for the mamas, the exhausted, weary mama of the tiny baby, the tired mama with heartache and worry for her more for her older children and for everybody in between here i just pray that you that you come in 
and you bring rest to the weary soul as you promise in Matthew 11 that you will give us rest. I pray that as we move into this fall season that we all can trust in you when it feels impossible to accomplish all that we think we need to accomplish for the day to remember that if we are not able to do it then we have been trying to do more than you ever asked us to do instead that you may show us that having a peace of heart solidly firmly rested in you is more important than any task we could complete in the day Because specifically as mamas, when our hearts are rested in peace, the love that we have for our children, for our babies, will pour out of every part of our bodies and souls more transparently for our children to see, receive, and delight in than if our fear and our anxiety and our lack of trust cause us to respond in haste and graspiness. I ask Jesus that you really come over and pour out your graces on us specifically in this season so that we may be able to answer the call every day, every hour, and every minute to pour our, our pour out our lives for our families. I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, friends, I am so excited to um, dive into next week, which we will discuss the beginning of Mothering with a Red Heart, which is to receive. Have a beautiful and blessed week. God bless, my dear friends. Mm